Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Well, good morning, church. How are you guys feeling this morning? Feeling good? Listen, if it's your first time here, uh, my name is Aaron, and uh, it, it really is a privilege and an honor to be speaking with you guys this morning. Uh, if it's your first time here, this is my first time doing this, so we're in the same boat today. We're in the same boat. <laughs> uh, but, but I really am excited to share with you guys, and uh, I, I believe that uh, God's going to speak today, you know, and so uh, I'll do my best, but it's up to you guys to receive, like Pastor was saying. This is a two-way street. This isn't me up here doing my thing. No, no, no. God's word is being spoken, and it's up to you to receive. And so, amen, yes, man, get it. Whatever you got to do. Um, but we're in this together, amen? If you want to turn to your Bibles to Matthew 6, and um, while you guys go there, I'm just going to kind of recap a little bit of where we've been at. You know, last week, Pastor talked about us being uh, living temples. You guys remember, living temples. And how, because of this, uh, we, we have this new life now. And, and he talked about how you don't just go to church, you is the church. Look to the person next to you and say, you is the church. Now show the other person some love that you were mad rude to. Say, you is the church. <laughs> and so we talked about living temples and how we are the church. We don't just go to church, but you are a church. And that when we gather here on Sundays, this is almost like a temple gathering, you know, where all through the week we are bringing heaven uh, to earth, and now we come together. And then also we talked about this, you are more than a sinner. You are not just a sinner, you are a priest, you are a saint now. And so we talk about how we're more than just who we were. A lot of times we identify ourselves like, oh, I'm just a sinner. But no, our confession reveals what we believe. And so he was saying that you're not just a sinner, but you are a priest now. And we no longer identify with who we used to be, but now we identify with who we are. And we look to embrace who we are, excuse me, as priests, as living temples. And so today, we're going to talk about how in the world do we do that? <laughs> how do we do that? You know, um, a lot of times we can uh, make this thing so much more complicated than what it needs to be. And so today, I, my goal is that we would take the pressure off of this life of faith. And so in Matthew 6, it says this, and this is Jesus talking. He says this, verse 25, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon, in all his glory, some would say all his swag, <laughs> was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for, for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat and what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. 
but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. You see, a lot of times we make this thing more complicated than it needs to be. But today, I just want to encourage us that by making the most of today, by making the most of each day, you will begin to live the fullness of the life that God has for you. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive right in. You guys ready? Here's the big idea that I want to break down with you guys today. We live in a culture of tomorrow. We are part of a kingdom of now. And we serve a God of today. I'm going to say it again. We live in a culture of tomorrow. We're part of a kingdom of here, right now. And we serve a God of today. Hebrews 13.8 says this. Do we have that? It says this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. I have a question for you guys. How many of you guys have been to a different country? Wow, that's awesome. How many of you guys are from another country? Okay, represent. That's what's up. <laughs> How many of you have never been out of the country at all? Wow, okay. No, that's, that's cool. I, I, I want to encourage you. Uh, it's something that happens when you go out of the country and you see just different life and different people and, and how people live differently. You know, how many of you guys have ever been, like, to a different state that's felt like another country? <laughs> like, have you been to, like, Maine and New Hampshire? You know what I'm saying? Like, where am I? You know, I mean, if you're from Maine and New Hampshire, we love you. <laughs> but y'all are different. It's true. Y'all are different. You know? Um, or you ever go like downtown Boston, it's like Chinatown, and you walk in, you're like, whoa, it feels like I'm literally here, you know? But there's something different and unique uh, that happens when you go and experience a different culture. And you know, last year, I had the privilege of going to Kenya, uh, and it was awesome, you know? It was, it was unreal, you know? Um, shout out to those who went to Kenya, and then there's a group going uh, again this year. We're going in April, and I'm so excited. Um, but it really was a life-changing moment, and I want to encourage you and even challenge you guys, if you ever have the opportunity to get out of the country, do it. Do it. It, it changes your perspective. It changes how you view yourself, the world that you live in. And I remember when I went, it was it's just a mind-blowing experience. I don't want to get too much into it, but if you do want to talk to me after, please. I love talking about Kenya and uh, just my experience there. But there were some three takeaways that I want to share with you guys that I believe will help us uh, unpack what it means to live a life of today. And the first one was this. The first one is that we are so stinking blessed to live in America, period. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, I know there's a lot of things going on, but at the end of the day, we are blessed to live in this nation. And I walked away saying, I love my life. I love my life. I love the road that I drive. I was like random stuff. It was like, I love this road. Like this road is awesome. It's like, I love my sink. I was, like, playing with it when I got back. It's like, I love the sink. It's like, water, yes. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Like, 
you just go through this unique thing where all these things you took for granted, you all of a sudden begin to acknowledge and say, ah, this is mine. I love this. My bed, my house, random stuff, the air. Like, it was just, it was just a unique thing. And the first thing was, like, we are so, so blessed. And sometimes we don't see it because we're in it. But when we get away, we begin to understand how blessed we are. The second thing was this, is that people are people no matter where you go. People are people no matter where you go. It, it does not change. Like, you would think Kenyan kids are more behaved than American kids. It's not true. It's not true. You know, it was funny. And, like, because you think, you just think, like, oh, they're Kenyan kids. are going to be amazing. Or wherever you go, you know. It's like, no, kids are kids. Like, that 15-year-old is still a 15-year-old. He just lives over here. It was funny because uh, I remember I was talking to one of these young dudes, like, having a real heart-to-heart. Like, yeah, man. Just tell him about America and like really just having this moment. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going through this stuff because they speak English too, you know what I'm saying? And so we're talking, and then all of a sudden, his boys come around and he acts like he doesn't know me. I'm like, bro. And then it's like, yo, I don't know what you guys are saying, but I know you're not saying that. I know you, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, man, this is just like America. What are we doing? Like, it's, it's like they're still trying to be cool in front of their friends. In front of, it's like there's nothing changed. You think that crazy person in America don't look crazy in Kenya? It's the same thing. <laughs> I swear I saw. I'm like, yo, you're crazy. And that's like, wait, that reminds me of that other crazy person. Like, people are people no matter where you go. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And then the third thing here, and this is kind of where I want to lock in today, is I learned the value of today. You see, the whole time that we were in Kenya, every day, not once did I hear a Kenyan say, tomorrow. Not once. Anytime we talked about tomorrow, it was because us Americans needed to know what the game plan was tomorrow. We just had to know what we were eating tomorrow. But all throughout the day, all throughout each and every day, no one ever said anything about tomorrow. And honestly, it didn't hit me until I got back into the States But it was like, whoa, what type of God, what type of mentality do they have where they value each and every day? What was happening today was happening today. And what was going to happen tomorrow would happen tomorrow. And as I begin to come back, and it's like once you go away and you come back, the real culture shock is when you come back into the States because then you're like, why is everyone running? Like, what are we, where are we going, you know? And, and as I begin to really think about it, this is beginning to download. We need, church, we need to discover and rediscover the value of today. The value of today. And when we do, this has massive implications for how we live our lives in faith. Because here's the thing. The gospel is very simple. And faith is very practical. It's us that makes it complicated with all this other stuff. It's us that makes it complicated with all this religion talk and we got to do this and that and that and we got to go here and there. We make it complicated. The gospel is simple. Faith is practical. In fact, real faith is rooted in today. And so how are we supposed to live this life of faith if we're not tapping into all that is here and available to us today? And so by making the most of today, you secure your hope in tomorrow. If you were to make the most of today, you would secure your hope in tomorrow. And we see Jesus is talking about this. 
you know? There's nothing new under the sun. When you go back to that verse uh, in Matthew 6, you see Jesus is right in the middle of giving what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And right now, he's laying out what it looks like to be part of this new normal. What does it look like to be part of this new kingdom? He's laying it out for us. And in that, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. And I, hear, I just hear it ringing for today. Stop worrying about tomorrow. And so what, is it, what does it mean to be part of a culture of tomorrow? Go ahead and throw up that next slide, culture of tomorrow. So don't worry about these things. Say, what will we eat and what will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all you need. A culture of tomorrow. We live in a culture of next, 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 next. Thank you, next, next. Come on. We live in this culture of next, where it's like the moment you get something, you're already up the next thing. Some of y'all hate your iPhone 10 because you're waiting for the next one. Next, 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 next. We're going from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. It's like you eat breakfast, you're already thinking about lunch. You know what I'm saying? You eat lunch or anything about dinner. It's like the next thing, from the next thing to the next thing. You know, it's like there's a new trend every 35 seconds. There's something viral every 15 seconds. You guys see that? Oh, you see that? You see that? How about that? How about that? Oh, I missed it. Yeah, you missed it because you like didn't look at your Instagram for like an hour. We're moving in this culture of next, next, next. Everything's next. We can't sit still. Even at work, it's like we sit down, we finish something next. And it's this culture. Even, even in the way that we approach life, what is it? You go to school, you go to high school. Then from what? Next, college. Then what? Next, you go on your job. Then what next? You get married. Then what next? You, you work and you have kids and you have to pick a fence. And then what next? You retire. And then, and then no more next, right? Come on, we live. <laughs> Come on. Is that too real? It just stops. We live in this culture of next. We live in this culture of the next big thing. It's like you buy new clothes, all of a sudden they're out of season. You get a new thing, all of a sudden you can't enjoy it because we're on to the next. And, and we, we talk about it being a world culture, but let me get it straight. It's, it's, it's crept into the church world as well. It's the next podcast and the next conference and the next event and the next blog. Oh, the next devotional. Oh, come on. Can we be honest this morning, church? We can't even stop to sit and pause because it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It, it's, it's a culture that's gotten into who we are. It's all about the next. You can't even enjoy the season you're in because you're thinking about the next season. You can't even stop and pause for a moment to experience what God just did because you want him to think about the next thing. And so let's not get it twisted this morning. We are part of a culture of next. And we wonder why we get so tight. We wonder why we're walking around so tight. Because the next is coming. (laughs) But here's the thing. Living a life of tomorrow, hear me church, opens up the doors for stress and worry in today. Living a life of tomorrow Living a life with your mind and heart on tomorrow 
All it does is open up a world for stress and worry to come into your life today. You see, what is fear and worry? It's not no, it's the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen, so we say, what if, right? And you say, what if this thing doesn't fall through? And, and what if it does fall through? What if it doesn't come through? What if they say this and then they say that? Or, or what if that thing doesn't happen? You got to fill in your what if, but you know what I'm talking about. And so our mind is in tomorrow talking about what if, what if, what if, that it robs us from right here, right now. We're scared to move. We're scared to step out. We're scared to do anything because we don't know what if tomorrow happens and it doesn't look good. What if? Worry and fear or anxiety. Anxiety is a little bit different. Anxiety is like, it's coming. It's like, you know it's coming. It's not what if. It's like, no, 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 no. it's coming. And now you start to get tight because like, oh, I know it's going to happen. Oh, I know it's here, you know? Come on. You guys know what I'm talking about? With anxiety, it's a little bit different. You know what's coming. And the problem is, it's coming. <laughs> Some of us, it's like, I feel the anxiety coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean to uh, poke fun at it. I'm just trying to shed light on what's actually happening because it is a real thing. But I believe it starts in our minds. It starts in our hearts. Another thing here, and, and this is the young people, it's apathy. I'll do it tomorrow. I can't even say it's young people because I was talking to some adults and it's the same thing. Yep. Shoot, I'm struggling with it. <laughs> tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's apathy. I was like, oh, I don't got to do it today. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it over there. It's different. And we just sit still. We're like, oh, yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do my homework later tonight. 10 o'clock, oh, I'll do it another time. Oh, I'll pay that bill later. Like, I got it. It's just, I'm just going to do it later. You know what I'm saying? And so it's another thing. It's still a mentality of tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll still do it later. Oh, I'll do it when I can. Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. You ever met that person that's always waiting? For what? For tomorrow. But, you know, there's, um, there's this great theologian. Her name is Annie. And uh, she says something like this. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, you're only a day away. Oh, come on. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow, you're only a day. Oh, come on, one more time. Let's sing together. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow. You're only a day away, a day away, a day away. Don't believe the lie of tomorrow, church. There's no such thing. Tomorrow is always only a day away. All we have is today. All we have is right now. All we have is this moment. You see, tomorrow is wishful thinking. It's false hope. It's easy to say, oh, I'll put it in tomorrow. It's a lot harder to face the realities of right here and right now. But can I tell you something? That's where faith is needed. It's in the right here and right now. And here's the truth. We were never meant to carry the weight of tomorrow. He makes it clear. We were never meant to carry the weight of tomorrow. We were only meant to focus on right here. So let's talk about the kingdom of here and now. The kingdom of now, 
Matthew 6.33, it's in the same passage that we read, says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Someone say, all my needs. Yeah, I say it with some, some gangster, you know, all my knees. We are part of the kingdom of here and now. We are part of the kingdom of right here and right now. You see, the kingdom of God is not someplace there. Oh, you know, when I get to heaven someday when. Oh, you know, when I get a little bit older and I get to understand this thing a little bit more. Someday. No, the kingdom of God is here. It's among you, and not only that, it's within you. Check out what Jesus said. This was Jesus' gospel when he lived on the earth. One day, the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? Now, you need to understand, the kingdom of God was something that everyone was desperately waiting for. It was a promise that they received. And they were saying the kingdom of God is going to come, and it's going to come in peace and healing and hope, all the things that we were looking for. And they were going to overthrow, you know, the Roman Empire and the government, and that, that whole situation was going to come and bring healing. And so everyone was looking for this kingdom of God. And so the Pharisees said, when will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say it's here or, or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you. It's among you. And not only that, it's within you. You see, here's the reality. When Jesus entered the earth, it was a collision between heaven and earth. In Jesus is heaven and earth. So when Jesus was saying this, he was saying, I am here. I am the overlapping. I am here with you. The kingdom of God, heaven has come to earth for the first time. In the person of Jesus, we see a collision, a crash course of heaven and earth. Because Jesus was fully God and he was fully man. And so that moment, the kingdom of God, it is here in the person of Jesus. And because of what Jesus has done for us, We now, as living temples, have the kingdom of God within us because of the Holy Spirit. You are now living, breathing temples of the living God. Now, what does that mean? That means back in the day, pastors even talked about this. They used to go and go to a place to see God. It was a temple. And you would have to go and go to the temple, and that's where you would experience God. That's where you would meet God. That's where you would come and say, God, I need you. It was in this temple. It was in a central location. It was in this place. But because Jesus, he fulfilled that old way, and that was just a foreshadowing of what would be, where now he's here saying, no, 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 I am the living, breathing. In fact, all of you who are my children of God are living, breathing temples where the Holy Spirit is with you. He's within you. He's guiding you. You don't need a priest to come. You are the priest. You don't need to go somewhere. You are the priest. When you go, you bring heaven with you. The kingdom of God is not what we think. It's not one day when. I love it because we look at the Pharisees like, oh, they were so silly. But then look at us. We're doing the same thing. Can't wait to get to Sunday. For what? Can't wait till I get a little older. For what? For what? The kingdom of God is here and it is now. And we bring heaven to earth through the Holy Spirit. We are the living temples. So watch this church. 
This is what separates us from any other thing. Why? Because joy is here right now. Healing is here right now. Faith, deliverance is here right now. That peace you're looking for, it's here right now. If you were to believe in the here and now that God is here with you right now, you would see and experience the kingdom of God right here, right now. If you were just believe, every Sunday we get a glimpse of heaven. Every day we bring heaven on earth. Every day. This matters here and now. The Pharisees, and the Pharisees are just religious people. You know religious people. They missed out on what God was doing here and now because they were so caught up in what they thought it would look like and what was coming. And so today, I want to just make a declaration. Let's not miss God today. Let's not miss God each and every day worried about what's coming and where we're going and what's going to happen because God is here right now. And honestly, that's where the fun happens. You ever wake up today and say, God, what the heck are we going to do today? And who are you going to bring into my life? And what interactions are we going to have? And you're going to walk around life with a whole different mentality. Like something crazy happens, you'd be like, hmm, that's interesting. God, what are we doing? You're going to stand in the grocery store, and that's, you know, that person randomly comes up to you and starts sharing about their coupons. You're like, what? Now, if you don't have that perspective that the kingdom is here and now and that God is doing something, you'll say, oh, there's crazy one with the coupons. Stop talking. I'm trying to get in line. I'm waiting to be next. (laughs) Come on. But when you begin to stop for a moment and you begin to look around and say, okay, the kingdom of God is here and now. I am part of bringing heaven here on earth. Someone needs this. When you begin to say that, that woman with the coupons, oh, wow, God, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, coupons. Awesome. Yeah, coupons. You okay? You need to pray for anything? Oh, no, you know what? You can go in front of me. Really? Uh, and you begin to open up the way for heaven to come onto earth. So let's talk about the gospel of today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what I find so funny? Is that he went from today to forever. You ever notice that? It's like he didn't say yesterday, today, tomorrow forever. He said yesterday, today, and forever. Could it be that there's something about today that matters? Could it be that there's something that God is trying to teach us? Could it be that there's something that God is saying, that if you were to apply everything you have today, it would almost be like heaven forever, here and now? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means I can experience heaven now. I can experience the fullness of this life that God has given me here and now if I believe. If I believe. At the end of the day, all we have is today. That's what I want to tell you guys today. At the end of the day, all we have is today. So my question, church, is this. Do you trust God today? Do you have faith in God today? Do you believe today? You see, a lot of times, if we're being honest, 
We ask God to fulfill our desires for tomorrow instead of meeting our needs for today. A lot of times, we come to God with our desires for tomorrow. God, that husband. God, that wife. God, that promotion. Whatever it is, you got to fill it in for yourself. But we come to God today with our needs for tomorrow instead of asking God to meet our needs for today. And it's easy to go and come to God and ask him for tomorrow. It's easy to to put our faith, oh, God's going to do it tomorrow, someday over there. I'm just going to crawl my way through today. It's easy to put our faith in tomorrow instead of putting our faith in believing on a God that's here and now today. This is what Jesus was talking about when he says our daily bread. He said, give me today my daily bread. Give me today what I need. Because Lord knows I need you right now. Forget tomorrow. I'm trying to get through today. I'm trying to make it through today. It's easier to trust God for tomorrow than it is today. But today is practical faith. Today is where your faith matters. Today is where you need your faith. Because here's the reality. We have all had that day. You know what I'm talking about? That day when that situation happened. That day when you got that phone call. That day when those papers slid across your desk. That day. We all have had and will always have that day. The problem is we don't know when that day is coming. Today could be that day. And you may never know it. But you ever tried to have faith when you needed it? You ever get blindsided by life and you're like, oh, I'm not stressed. <laughs> no, is that just me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know you should believe and you don't. And so like in your mind, you're trying to like think yourself to believe. You're like, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be okay. This is going to be all right. Don't worry. I'm not shook, but like in your heart and in your mind, it's further from the truth. Come on, you can't go after faith like that. Faith, you either have it or you don't. Like you either have the money in the bank or you don't. You can't pretend. Like you ever try and pretend like you got it? <laughs> Maybe I'm talking to some of the college kids or the young people. It's like you go to get like food, like, yeah, yeah, let's go get food. And you know, it's like, if I get anything more than a water, I don't got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or it's like, you're trying to be generous, and it's like, if they get one more thing, like, this is going to be embarrassing. Like, anyone got any change? You're trying to make friends with the cashier, like, hey, bro, what up, dude? Is this a dollar? <laughs> Come on. It's the same thing when it comes to faith. It's like, if you don't have it, you'll know right in the moment. But here's what I want to let you guys know, and... And um, that nothing is worse in that moment. But faith is the currency of heaven. It's all we got. It's all we need, you know. And if we were to apply all the faith that we have in today, it would secure our hope in tomorrow. So I'm going to end right here. Church, today will require all the faith that you have. 
Each and every day will require all the faith that you have. And so my question is, do you trust? Do you believe? Are you giving all that you have into today? Because I know sometimes the temptation is to be stingy with our faith. To say, God, I'm going to give a little here, but I'm going to save a little for tomorrow. And God, I'm going to trust a little here, but I'm going to hold on to some for tomorrow. And I want to just encourage you, that is not the way that God has set this thing up to be. That's how you get confused and you're back and forth and you're in and out. But if we were to just put our faith in a God of today and just trust that he is here and trust that he will provide and trust that today matters and trust that God, you will provide for me to eat today and that you will provide for us to make it through today and you'll provide for my car to get where it needs to go today. That's where real faith begins to happen. That's where real breakthrough begins to happen. God, I don't trust you for tomorrow. I trust you for today. You can do it today. You can bring it today. You can turn this thing around today, right here, right now. You are here, and I believe. I believe. You see, church, we need a here and now faith. We need a here and now faith. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. My God, he knew that today was going to be tough. He knew that today was going to require all. And so what does he say? He says, stop worrying about tomorrow. I got you. If you would just believe in me right now, you would begin to see me move. You would begin to see me work. You would begin to see me. You would begin to see me. And as you begin to see God in your day to day, what happens? You begin to build up faith for every day. Because here's what happens, and I'm going to end right here. Faith is an investment that compounds. Faith is an investment into heaven. Faith is a currency in heaven. Every time you put your faith into today, what happens? You get a credit in heaven. It compounds. Just like you would invest in stocks, and over time, it multiplies. It's the same thing when it comes to the kingdom of God. If you were to give all that you have in your faith today, what will happen is it will compound for tomorrow. It will compound for the day after that. So then when those days come, you have something to withdraw from. It's practical. It's simple. It's found in today, here and now. So would we stop worrying about tomorrow? Will we stop stressing about what will be? Will we stop thinking about what could happen and begin to believe God for what will and could happen today in this moment? We thank you, Lord, for today. Today is a day that he has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so before... We move on. You guys can stay standing. I just want to give us some practical help. If this isn't practical, then it doesn't make sense. There's no point in doing it. So here are some day-to-day convictions that I want to challenge you with to make the most of today and to begin to build up your faith for each and every day. The first one, start each day by meditating on who God is and who he says you are. I have a question. What do you believe? And this isn't like a one-and-done thing, like I believe in God. Okay, great. No, I need to believe in God every day. I need to get in his word and meditate on who he is and who he says I am. I'm no longer a child of fear. Uh, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Do you believe that every day? Do you believe that every 
day. So start each day with meditating on who God is and who he says you are. And then number two, what's one thing you're doing today that will help you grow? Determine that in the morning. Listen, look to grow 1%. A lot of times we try and grow like 50%. Like, you know, you got to change. It's like, all right, I'm trying to grow 50 It's like, no, no, no. Can you do one thing? Like, can you have a conversation with your mother? That's a win. Can you acknowledge that you don't know? That's a win. Like, I don't know what it is for you. Maybe you need to go talk to that person, or maybe you need to send out that, whatever it may be. Maybe you need to watch that thing or get in your Bible, whatever it may be. Can you grow 1%, just one, and let it build over time? Third thing here is, can you be a tangible blessing to someone today? And can I challenge you even further, outside of your circle? There's something powerful when you make the decision to say, I'm going to be part of the kingdom of here and now and be a blessing to someone that's outside of my circle. You've been encouraging that same person every day and you guys have been going back and forth. Why don't we extend it to someone else as well and bring someone into the fold? Amen. And then here's the last thing. And then I want to pray with you guys. Number four, instead of asking what's next, why don't we ask what's now? Instead of asking what's next, why don't we say, God, what's right now? I finished this, but what else do you want to do right here and right now? Come on, church, let's pray. Do you guys believe? Thanks for joining us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information.